Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Watch Snubs. You have made it all the way to the very special episode 150. It is 150 times you have heard this intro, I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> if you've even listened to all of them, I we suppose. Have, we have some people who've listened to every single episode. How crazy is that? Dude, That's some, a people le- have, some people have told me that they've done that like several times. That's a level of commitment I haven't even I haven't even seen from my parents. Okay. Yeah. And I came from their loins. All right, man. I can't even get them to call me once a week. You guys <laughs> listen to us constantly. That is bananas to me. Yeah. But this is a very special episode, huge milestone um, in us hitting uh, 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 episode 150 of the Two Broke Watch Snobs Pod. Cast. We thought we'd do something special. If you're on Instagram, you guys already know what this episode is about. If you are on Instagram, you're about to learn what it's about. Michael and I thought it would be a lot of fun to dedicate episode 150 to doing a Q&A. A good old-fashioned TBWS Q&A. A clean, fun, rated TV14 Q&A. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, we didn't even like filter any questions. We're just we have them all up. Yeah, here. we're looking at these in real time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So basically, you know, I did a I did a question segment on Instagram. I got a fuck ton of questions in. There's no way we're gonna get to all of them. What Michael and I are gonna do today is um, we're gonna do this intro. We're gonna do a super quick wrist check, a very special wrist check, and then we're gonna just dive into trying to get through as many of these Q and A questions as possible. We didn't really filter these before. We didn't really prompt these. Um, Michael and I are looking at them at the same time in. Uh, in real time, so you know we'll uh, we'll get through it the best we can. But here, let's do, let's do this. Let's honor tradition for the one hundred and fiftieth time on the Two Broke Watch Snobs podcast. Would you like to do a wrist check with me? Right on. Here, you go first. I'm talking way too much. I'm wearing the notice contrail. <laughs> oh, girl. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, very simple, cool. Simple, kind of straightforward, all around sports watch. This is their. <clears throat> go anywhere, do anything, model, land, sea, air, if you're in those environments a lot. Is that a, is that a, is that a common acronym, GATA? <laughs> I feel like it's becoming, Gata, it's becoming a thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. It's weird to see. Um, yeah, I, I can't keep up with these freaking, like, acronyms anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, this one, uh, I have the Contrail SS, so with the stainless steel bezel. Nice. Uh, the 12-hour stainless steel bezel. So uh, it's fun, man. Miyota 9015 inside, crazy loom. What's the beautiful thing? Is it on hands. a bracelet? Yeah, it's on a bracelet. I, I only have this on a bracelet. But it would look really cool on one of those, like, uh, I think Barton rubber bands that mm. notice notice partnered with barton on a few stuff i think um i think that right those would be kind of cool on this that's awesome man oh and i have the blue dial but of course and i've got it set now the bezel is set to uh your time zone so. every time i do every time that's how you know it's love every time i get a gmt <laughs> or a dual time watch i immediately set it to your time i set the main time to my time and then i set the 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 second time to to your time i just got i'm not wearing it now but i just got this limez endurance gmt diver in um and i immediately set it to your time it is love it is love man um <laughs> but here is it uh is it my go yeah go for it 
So I mentioned the, 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 the Lima's diver. I'm not wearing that. I am wearing to commemorate this special episode 150. I'm wearing the uh, I'm wearing the classic Raketa Big Zero, man. Um, Is that what you had episode one? I was trying to remember what I had episode one. Oh man, one. it might have been. It might have been this or it might have been my SNK. Yeah. You know? Actually, I think it was this because we did uh, affordable vintage watches. That was the first ever episode god damn that was the first ever episode of two broke watch knobs that's wild jesus so the raketa big zero yeah raketa big zero um probably the watch we get hey i found one can you tell me if it's real yeah i get i get um <laughs> I get so many of those i get so many of those um and if you sent me one recently and you're waiting to hear back I'm doing my my best to get through um, a lot of them. Well, because the thing is, is I was gonna say the problem is it's not a problem; it's a good thing. The thing is, if you Google Raketa Big Zero, we pop up immediately. Yeah. So if someone just hears about the watch on like a forum and they want to learn more about it and they Google it, they see twobookwatchknobs.com. They click mm -hmm. it. They read the super uh, thorough guide that I kind of want to update. I want to maybe put some more fun stuff in there. Um, and then at the end, I'm like, oh, and if you have any questions, email me. That was my mistake. Uh, <laughs> there you go. There you go. But uh, but no, I, I mean it, it's a pleasure to do it. Um, you know, so so definitely keep letting me know. Uh, there's just like logistical stuff we have to figure out on our end because it's probably thirty or forty percent of the e of the emails we get is my Raketa Big Zero real. And what what strap do you have that on now? I have it. All, I saw. I have it on the same strap that uh, it took me forever to get. Like so, I went on a really crazy strap journey with this watch because it's kind of a hard watch to get a strap for. It's 18 millimeters, so a lot of modern leather leather straps won't work. You could put it on a NATO, but it doesn't really like like it doesn't click. It's a little too utilitarian. So I have it on this super cheap. Like I think I got it for six or seven dollars um, from Amazon. This 18 millimeter black leather strap. That tapers probably down to like 16. Um, That's really nice. At the end, it's really fun because it fits the vintage sort of um, the like the the vintage sort of vibe. Like it looks like the strap was made for the watch. Um, mm -hmm. It looks like it's an older watch, which it is. And so, yeah, that's what I have it on now. And I can't I can't envision this thing living on anything else. So yeah, I'm happy to be wearing it to commemorate. Um, Crazy big money. I got 150 episodes, dude. Jesus. Yep. What's that? What's that metric for? Like, oh, when you do X amount of hours at something, you're an expert or something like that. I'm still not an expert at this. I don't know. For, <laughs> I, I don't know if we're podcast experts yet, but I think we've. I think we've definitely worked up our chops, our podcasting chops. You know? Yeah, dude. People go crazy with editing. I'm just thinking about editing out loud, and like everyone, or some some people will take out every like, like piece of empty space, every like breath. You know, I oh, listened. I listened to a non-watch related podcast recently for work, and it was so fucking edited. Like, I it sounds hated robotic. It. After a it while. sounds robotic. Yeah. yeah, it's not like a proper conversation. It's like. Because every gap is removed, every like yes instance of dead air is just gone. It's not authentic. It's super weird, dude. I'm never gonna do that. Please <laughs> just don't. So you, just so you all know, I have never. That is like, <laughs> I don't have the time for that. No, man. Like that's just because well, the problem is we. Not the problem. I keep doing that. I'm a younger sibling. The thing is we 
want two broke wash knobs. We've always wanted two broke wash knobs to feel like you're getting a drink with friends after work and you all happen to be watch people. Yeah. Like like proper urology bar talk. Proper urology bar talk has no edits. <laughs> right. You're, you're going to hear our pets. You're going to hear our phones. You're going to hear me have asthma attacks, which is fine. Um, yeah, I don't like that. It was super... I listened to it and it was super weird. It was like... Oh my god! It was like someone trying to do a Daft Punk, a, a, tap, a Daft Punk cover, and just totally missing the point. It was just Robotronic. Does that make sense? <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, dude. You know, <laughs> oh my back, fuck. Ah, see, there you go. So yeah, um, it's been a pleasure. It's been, been a pleasure, pleasure serving with you. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, a salute. Just jump out my window. Um, but let's do this, man. Um, Let's get into the questions. How do you want to... Should we just... So I'm just looking at this first one now. Uh, I'm looking at this first tile. What do you think of this second question here? Um, the one that starts with the do you. Do you feel guilty when your episodes <laughs> make us go out and impulse buy a new watch? And question mark, is, exclamation points. This is an angry question. This is, this is a, an, an accusatory question. This is from... Broke Watch Loving Teacher, teacher. I think is, the, is the full username. What up, Broke Watch Loving Teacher? Do you feel guilty when your episodes make us go out and impulse buy a new watch? Uh, listen, man. What's the grown ass man? You're grown ass man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't feel guilty. Do, do, I mean, no, we don't feel bad. The thing is, we always do stress like impulse. Hold on, my cat's here. You hear my cat? The cats feel guilty. The cat. The cat feels guilty. My love, I know you feel guilty. But you can't have the weight of the world on your tiny kitten's shoulders. Yes? No? I think it's one of those things where we always tell people, like, collect mindfully. You know, be a thoughtful collector. And every now and then, impulse purchases do happen. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I think a lot of times an impulse purchase can sort of be... It's like a it's like an emotional like like hiccup or like 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 an emotionally expressive hiccup like it's something that was in you that you couldn't really ever articulate until you saw a watch and you're like yes that's it and then you can classify that as an impulse purchase but the things that attracted you to that watch were probably in your heart for a long time so I don't necessarily hold on this cat really wants to walk on my keyboard my sweet so I don't think it's necessary I don't necessarily feel bad when people do impulse purchases for watches we buy um but I, I do always still stress to people you know collect mindfully make sure if you are impulse buying something it's for the right reasons not because you know fhm rated it as one of the top 10 watches of 2019 or some stupid shit you know yeah i actually kind of like hearing that people impulse buy something after <laughs> um I, I don't know um yeah, if, if it is something that you're into and, and just we sort of pushed you over the edge. Um, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah you're welcome. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> oh, man. Let's see here. Next question. Do you want do you want to take this non-watch one? Someone said the non-watch question then. Yeah, someone asked your favorite guitar amp setup. That um, is from Traveling Watch Project. Dude, I, I, I always think about this one. Back in the day when I was like playing shows and stuff, I had the weirdest setup, and I always think about it. I've, I had like a lot of great amps uh, back in the day, but my favorite setup was just 
three pieces that should not have gone together but when combined it was really really good so i had an orange 4x12 cab wow. and i i ran that with a mesa uh dual rectifier which Obviously. was not mine <laughs> as as like, was the style back then I, I borrowed it from a, from a friend and did not like give it back for a very long time. <laughs> um, so I was running that with like just a, a Fender Telecaster, and wow. something something about like the beefiness of the orange cab was able to tame the highs that you get from the Tele into the into the the Mesa, and it just sounded very. I, I always kind of described it as like a really juicy burrito, like it's nice and warm on the nice. outside. I can see that. Yeah, oh, this is like my favorite setup. We used to make I can, jokes. I can never use that again. <laughs> we used to make jokes um, when we talked about guitar tones because it was like, yeah, I want like a soft and like, but like a crunchy sort of tone on my guitar. And so the joke was, okay, we'll just put, you know, peanut butter on your guitar because <laughs> peanut butter is both soft and, or I guess if you get it with the chopped up fucking nuts, they're soft and crunchy. But um, are are Mesabuki Duelector fires are they still cool? They were like, dude, like. Everyone, yeah. when I was still playing in bands, everyone that was like what they aspired to with their amp game, you know, Mesa yeah. Boogie dual rectifier. Are they still cool or, or are, are kids not using amps anymore? Dude, kids are not using it, they're, they're plugging into these like Kemper things. And God damn, like, you can are line six pods still a thing, <laughs> dude. They're basically line six pods that are just like <sighs> on steroids, which is kind of cool. Like, if you tour internationally, you can just take that thing in a suitcase. Just take your whole tone with you. Yeah. So, how about you? Um, it's probably so. I will say my favorite amp guitar setup is the last real time I put effort into my tone, and since then I've I've never felt the reason to mess with the formula. So, um, my amp, uh, which is a love hate relationship because it's a half stack, and I've moved a lot. And it's yeah. um it's so moving a half stack across the country multiple times. It's like carrying your own coffin with you. Like you understand, <laughs> I need this thing, but this is ridiculous, man. Can't you just <laughs> fling my bone and corpse off like a cliff or something like that? Can can I just have like a sky burial so vultures can eat me and I can return to the earth and 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 you know mortify tourists? No, so um I have a crepe blue voodoo uh one twenties five hundred watt tube amp. I love it. And five hundred watts. Pretty sure it's 500 watt. What? It's like a bass amp. It's incredibly loud. I can't turn it past one. Jeez. It's not quiet. <laughs> okay. So, by itself, it's a lot of fun. Um, and I was on a bit of a pedal hunt for a long time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like you know the pedal game, like you just you 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 collect them like like pog slammers. Uh, yeah, it's it expensive. I think the last pedal <clears throat> I ever bought is this pedal. So my perfect setup was my 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 crate blue voodoo, um, just on the clean channel. I didn't use the onboard distortion. It's not that gray on there. But then I would run my I would run my Fender Strat through the Ibanez TS9 tube screamer. You know what I mean? That little green, uh, that little green pedal. Oh yeah. And my Strat, I it's the last guitar I ever bought, and it's the last guitar, guitar I ever needed. It's um, it's uh, it's not an American Strat, it's a Mexican Strat, but I swapped out all the electronics, new pots, new pickups. Um, the bridge and the neck pickup are Custom Shop 69s from Fender, 
but the but the bridge no the, the the neck and the middle goddamn the neck and the middle are custom shop 69 fender uh, pickups but the bridge is that seymour duncan mini humbucker but for me the perfect position is it's the neck single coil through the ts9 tube screamer into my crepe blue voodoo it is it's not quite your burrito tone it's more of a blanket in front of a fire tone does that make sense i, I like it that for me has always been so nice that's the closest i'll ever come to being content with who i am and what i've become and what i've turned my life into if this doesn't work out i guess we could just do a gear podcast one day i don't know i don't do I, aren't there enough <laughs> gear podcast out there i don't know man <laughs> there's a podcast for everything it blows my mind there's like accounting podcasts <laughs> like <laughs> that's funny that's uh, funny. Oh no, it's um. I think my wattage is 150. Oh okay, okay. I was about to say, I was like, holy shit. I'm not a very guitar player. That was always the difference, I think, between um, you you playing in like bands in South Florida and me playing in bands in South Florida. You played in good bands. I played in bad bands, Michael. I don't know if I played in good bands. Just... I have a career. I have a career, pocked by mediocrity, and concession. That's the best way I can describe. <laughs> that's the best fine. way I can describe it. Fine. Oh man, but yeah. So that's that's the the um, fun non non watch collection. Uh, what, let me. What about the question just under this one? Ooh, Hugo VR. Yep. The Hugo VR. So this question comes to us from Hugo VR. Will you ever actually try to have a brand? Make a TBWS special edition watch? Question mark. Maybe undone? Question mark. I mean, we talked about it. I think it's a bit. I, I wouldn't pick. I wouldn't pick undone. I wouldn't pick undone. Undone has made. Uh, undone made a one-off like watch for us with the logo on the back. Um, I think the problem is, and, and you can, and I, I don't mean to speak for you, Michael, but I'm going to speak for you, and then you can correct me afterwards. <laughs> We both have very low self-esteem. It's quite vain for us to want to make. I feel like it's unnecessarily vain for me to have a TBW. Like, who the fuck wants T? Wouldn't you rather have a cool Seiko? Instead of, I mean, you know what I mean? Um, well, actually, there's, 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 there's two approaches. So I think what I might be interpreting this as is a watch with our big fucking logo on the dial for some reason. Or no, no, no. it's a watch that you and I help design with another brand i would always want to make it like a dual release <clears throat> and i've said this before i i just want i want there to be two versions just one that is kind of like uh, i guess one that you kind of put input right. for, and 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 just one that i did so folks would actually get two different um two different options and i i always thought a green dial and a blue dial that'd be kind of fun Oh God! All day. Yeah, we have talked about. I remember we have talked about this. So, yeah, I guess I guess I'm open to it. Here's the question: What brand? Um, Longa. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mr. Longa, Mr. Mr. Uh, Mr. Fyodor, along the Fyodor is not a German name. Longa son is German, right? Yeah, we would we would plop our nutsacks on the watch industry conference table <laughs> i would dip my nuts in chocolate and then plop my chocolate covered nuts onto the conference table 
Uh, By the way, do you have stuff connected to your Wi-Fi? Because you're dropping out every once in a while. Oh, no. Am I? Um, I might. Let me turn my phone off. Yeah. There we go. Uh, but, okay, so Alonga, that's an option. Um, I think no, Lodge... It's not, it's not an option. <laughs> <laughs> not even close. I think... <laughs> Get your shit together, Kaz. I think a logical option, honestly, um, I'd love to do something with Gavox. Um, I think Michael Happy has been... Uh, and he kind of did that with the roads. He did, he did like, um, versions for the different highways. So that's yeah. kind of in the spirit of doing, like, a West Coast, East Coast thing. Absolutely. You know, and yeah. he and he has a great, like, relationship with TBWS. You know, um, I love everything he's doing over there. I think more people should be excited about Gavox watches. Um because he's one of the microbrand people who is in the microbrand community, but really doesn't give a fuck what the community's doing. Michael Happy's just making yeah. cool watches, man. Yeah, I agree. You know, so that, so, so our answers are Lange, <laughs> Lange, Gavox. and uh, and Gavox. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, let's see here. Um, oh, the question next to it's kind of fun, actually. What do you guys do when you get fed up with watches and the watch industry? What do you talk about? I feel like if we're, if we're, <laughs> we have to say who this is from. Oh, this is from Oversteer. Oversteer. Um, I think if if we're not fed up with watches, we're fed up with something else, and I think usually we're just fed up with work stuff, and then that's what we talk to each other about. <laughs> well, yeah, work stuff, but then also when we get fed up with watches, I think we have the really interesting ability to then just keep talking about watches and complaining yeah. about watches, but it's still funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? I learned, I forgot who told it to me. It might've been my dad. Uh, one of the, one of the small kernels of, 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 of knowledge that my dad gave me. If you're going to complain about something and if you can't help but complain about it, at least make it entertaining. Like at least make it not so you're fucking miserable to be, you know what I mean? Cause like everyone <laughs> hates, like everyone's like, Bro, my fucking wife, bro, my girlfriend, bro, bro. But, like, if you make it funny, it's okay to complain, you know? Also, people, I think I think that we we have quite a bit to say about humanity as a whole. <laughs> and we find some elegant ways to complain about people. Listen, guys, as a species, I think I think we've just got to stop. I think we've run our course. <laughs> we gave it a we gave it a shot. I think we should just expunge our DNA from the planet and let the cockroaches take over. What do you think? <laughs> the other day I I, I I mentioned the idea of closing <sighs> hospitals for a year. Uh, oh, oh my god. <laughs> at work. And I was met with a very blank stare. <laughs> Listen guys, I think the best thing we can do is just close hospitals. Alright? You're so you took the you you took the Thanos approach. Right, yeah. like, like, like. I think if we can just maybe reduce the population by not keeping a lot of it around. I mean, can... the people, the people that will be fine will just be fine. You know, it's uh, whatever. You know what I, I always love about? I think those? that's also a Bill Burr joke. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I love, I, I love when people are like, "Yeah, man, Thanos is so smart. Like, we have to get rid of half the population to save resources." I love that train of thought because that train of thought. You think you're going to be one of the people that survive. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a 50-50, man. When you get when you kind of internalize those odds, you might not be so receptive to the idea of removing half the population. Oh, yeah. Uh, so good. That was a fun question. 
Um, let me see here. There is one. So it got it got cut off. If you click to the second tab, it's the one top uh, left with the blue logo. What do you think? Yeah, you're still dropping out a lot, by the way. I mean, oh I man, can hear you? Okay, I I can hear you, but it's just a little can concerning. Can you computer Because this is the Sunday. Wi-Fi's cutting out. Yeah, I, I I asked my my wife to get off her computer and her phone and stuff. Yeah, is your cable all plugged into on your mic, not wiggling around or anything? Because this would be tragic to lose. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm 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 in. I'm in all the way. Cool. That's it might just said. be Wi-Fi. That's what she said. <laughs> oh, Which man, really makes you so wonder good. about the scenario. Um, <sighs> yeah. Right. Uh, let so me see just, here. Just two ticks. Yep, my man, just two ticks. What up? You want oh, to read this one? Yes. What matching watches and or tattoos are you and Mike going to commemorate the milestone uh, with? Getting to commemorate the How are we going to commemorate this milestone of 150 matching watches, matching tattoos? We can bring back matching Seiko tattoos, man. On our yeah. asses. What do you I, think? I, I, of course, I would get the wave. Yeah. Yes. That, this this answer has not changed. Yes. <laughs> I think. Well, here's here's. I think we should do. I think we should get the Seiko tattoo on our asses. But you get one half, and I'll get the other half. And then when we put our butt cheeks together, it completes the full uh, Seiko wave. What do you think? <laughs> and like that's how we power up. And like we have to make we, the wave like really big. Oh yeah, no, monstrously big. Yes, absolutely. So like one ass cheek will sort of function as a full semicircle for the the logo. So it's like a full ass tattoo. Yes. Hold on, my wife. What's up? Oh, my wife's hitting me. She's uh she's not on board with me getting a tattoo on half my ass, like some yeah. kind of bare ass Maori warrior. <laughs> I don't think that would play very well. But no. But when we put our cheeks together and create the Seiko logo, the secret door will fall behind our our bat cave, and then we can go into our TBWS lair. It's like a pirate treasure, but but for friends who are butt friends. Oh my god, I would love a bat cave. Nice. <laughs> a butt cave. We got a butt cave. The TBWS <laughs> butt cave. Are you kidding me? Are we writing this down? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, no, I mean realistically, no. I don't think we're getting anything, anything to commemorate this episode, but um, I think that is a, a TBWS milestone goal in general for Michael and I to do. You know, to get some sort of like commemorative watch set. Like we both get one watch. Matching, maybe matching watches would be cool. Yeah. Or Two maybe pieces. we combine a previous question with this one. We'll have a brand make our commemorative matching watches for us. Yeah, yeah, that is that is cool. That's a good idea. Right? <clears throat> man, oh man. Here, you choose the next one. I mean, this one is always fun, I guess, as of um, November <clears throat> 2019. What is your favorite astronomically unaffordable watch <laughs> from Adam underscore 6360 underscore? Nice. What's you your first? I still love it because I just think it's so. I'm trying to think of a way to describe it. It is such a mic drop. It's like excessive. You know that Vacheron Constantine, like seventy-five complication watch, whatever the fuck it's called. Oh my called? god! Yeah, that isn't that thing like a pocket watch? It's like it's more like an alarm clock. 
that you okay. shove in your pocket and like, oh, it's a pocket watch. No, it's a fucking alarm <laughs> clock. It looks like a cheese wheel, man. All right. It's like it's like Looney Tunes size, <laughs> like the alarm clock on the side of the dynamite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. It's, it's huge. Let me find this thing. Complete the, calendar? Is that what it's called? Uh I no. got the video pulled up. The the reference fifty seven two sixty. Fifty seven two six zero. Yeah. Yeah. Look at this thing. This is yeah, ridiculous. That, that's that's bananas, dude. I can defend my home <laughs> with this, Michael. It's a big watch. I, I, um, it's got like a shit ton of complications on it. Um, it's just like the problem is you can't hang out with watch friends and have this watch because it just at a certain point it'll just be like, oh, look at this. I got this new like, like dead like deadbeat second watch. Oh, that's great. Does it have the Jewish calendar on it? It's like, well, fuck no, Adam. It doesn't, bro. Fuck. <laughs> It's not your fucking Vasher and Constantine with seventy-five complications, Dick. I'd just love to see that, like, I, like you're. I don't know who owns it, but I think it'd be hilarious <clears throat> if it's like the kind of like guy or gal that goes to like a meetup. <laughs> like exactly, like slam, they, they slam they, this they, down on like a bar, a, on like a table. Like they <laughs> bring this to their, they bring this to their local Huntsville, Alabama Red Bar meetup, and it's just like fuck, God damn it, Adam. Can you stop bringing? Can you stop bringing the Vacheron? No, it's the only watch I own. My wife left me. Everyone left me. I just have this watch now. I live in this watch, man. <laughs> I sleep next to the sub dial at six. So this is. I think. I think it's pillow. like. Oh yeah, I think it's like a fifteen million dollar watch estimated. <laughs> at fifteen, <laughs> right? Oh let me God. see. Let me try and Google. But yeah, to answer your question, um, let me see the user's name. To answer your question. Adam, oh, I didn't, I didn't realize I was, I was attributing all this to Adam. Adam six three six zero. It's still this watch. Every time someone says like, "What's your pipe dream, unaffordable watch?" It's this fucking Vacheron Constantine fifty seven two hundred sixty. Man, you really shot for the stars there. This is the only one. Eight, eight million dollars. <clears throat> eight to eight to ten million dollars. It's all good. Uh, what about yours? <laughs> Uh, I still really like, and this was uh, also on the Guilty Pleasure Watches episode, I think maybe the first one we did, okay. the uh, AP um, Royal Oak Concept GMT Turbion. Um, Ooh, I remember this. AP. As a spectator, I'm just liking AP more and more. And I actually talked about this in like during the live stream last night. Mm-hmm. They don't exactly do GMTs outside of the the concept line, which is their crazy, like super expensive. Uh, so this watch right. is, uh, retails for a hair over two hundred thousand. Um, it's like Love white ser- white ceramic. It has a GMT complication and a tourbillon, and it's just fucking. It's cool. They, I think they make a white ceramic one and a black ceramic one. I would take either one. I remember uh, this watch now. Wow. <laughs> Um, it just it looks it looks so like crazy. I don't know. It's very you know what's funny. It's I feel very. Like I have to own a casino if I like. Well, I mean, like, like interestingly, it's very loud. It's very out there, but there's still something almost like subdued about it. I don't yeah. know. It's not. I'm trying to think. It's oddly elegant, but it's not yeah. boisterous. That's that's what the concept line is is kind of about. It's, right. It, it really looks like stuff that you would not expect them to release. Mm-hmm. Like you think it's just like a concept, um, but then they you know start selling them. 
Wow. I think they make only like 15 or 12 at a time. Um, well, when we, when, when we make our first millions, Michael, I'll buy you this watch. How's that sound? That sounds great. And then you buy me that Vacheron Constantine and completely bankrupt <laughs> yourself. That's a fair trade, right? Yeah, and then we'll we'll kind of start, you know, go right back where we started. Right back where <laughs> the full, uh, a proper Greek tragedy. We made it up the way to the top, and then we fell back down, guys. All right? <laughs> and, if we, and if we end up slitting each other's throats, then it'll be a proper Jacobean tragedy. And we'll come, we'll come <laughs> full circle, the best we can possibly do. Um... Just quick audio check. How do I sound now? I sound better? You sound good. You're still cutting out, you know, a little bit here and there. Well, I guess mm. we'll see what happens. But We'll see what happens. I'm tempted to stop this and then listen, but then we'll have to do it all over again. Not worth it? I'm sure it'll be okay. All right. It, it's, it's, it hasn't happened for a bit, so I guess we're good. Okay, cool. Uh, let me see here. Shall I choose the next one? Or what do you think about the one right underneath it? Should we skip that one? I think we can answer that one. I don't okay. Know. Pe- people are going to ask. Yeah, that's true. Here, you go. Uh, or, okay, so this question comes to us from MQ underscore Orlo. Horlo? H-O-R-L-O. Uh, and he or she has asked, what are your real jobs? It's not two book watch knobs. <laughs> Just to clarify. <laughs> that's good. I, so I think I think it was good to select this one because we have met up in person with quite a few people that are like, what do you mean? Like, you don't do this? <laughs> like, People I, are surprised we don't do two book watch knobs full time. I know it seems like it, considering it's basically a, <laughs> basically a full time job. Yeah. Uh, but no. Um, yeah, we're not like making full time income on, on TBWS or, or, or any of that stuff. Um, so my my real job, I work, um, I, I sort of work in, in, in tech, I guess. Um, I work for a technical SEO product. Um, I work in SEO. You know, I used to work in, like, my, that, that's how, my, Michael and I met, you know, because we both have digital marketing backgrounds. And so digital marketing background, content management, copywriting, all that stuff. And then naturally transitioned into SEO, search engine optimization. And then um, just been doing that and uh yeah that's basically what i do for uh you know um, day job i work with the technical seo product right on right on man right on right on i am a marketing consultant uh for a company uh, a tech company in along along in along in sona right (laughs) right uh for a tech company here in uh redmond we are not TBWS full time. Because <laughs> it happens to me too. I meet people and they're like, 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 it's so great. Like you guys doing this full time. I'm like, wait, who's doing full? Who's doing TBWS full time? Yeah. Right. Better be, better be, better be me. It better not be someone else. Uh, I like the one. I like the question right next to it. Um, over the 150 <laughs> episodes, has the amount you would happily spend on a watch increased? And this is from John Watch Smith. I think that's a really good question. It's a great question, actually. Um, shall I go first, or, or do you want? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Has the amount you happily spend on watch increased? Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, I it was during the course of you know us doing TBWS. I forgot which episode it was where I spent the most money on a watch I'd ever spent when I uh, you know, and it was it was for the uh, Orient Star um, GMT, the WZ zero zero seven one DJ. And uh, I love that watch. I spent nine hundred and fifty dollars. To this day, that's still the most amount of money um, I'd spent on a watch. Where when we first started, like episode like one, I could, 
I could not possibly conceive of spending uh, that much money. You yeah, know, not not at that time, like you know, like where we were, and like like professionally, and like like, like money and all that shit. You know, um, so yeah, I think it has increased, but at the same time, I've become much more discerning with what I put my attention towards because there's so much noise out there and there's so yeah. much shit going on within the watch world that when we first started I think I paid attention to every every little every little <laughs> everything I paid attention to and like now it's like I'm much more discerning to the point where I understand if I'm spending you know X amount of uh, of money on a watch like I know what I'm getting and you know it's fulfilling like something that I, I, I either want like aesthetically or something like that so so to answer your question John Watchsmith it's a great fucking name um, yes the amount has definitely uh, definitely increased and I would say that's I, I have the same exact answer mm-hmm. um, you know it's just part of that <clears throat> desensitizing process <laughs> um, <clears throat> I think for me uh, it, it might have been because I, I did buy the Speedmaster Mm-hmm. But I was like very, very like careful uh, about finding the right one and also finding the cheapest one. Right. <laughs> it still like worked. Um, I still got that thing in like a greasy hamburger bag. Uh, <laughs> like a five, a five guys bag. This is like a it's like, it's like a bowl of grease and just they just they just inseminate the burger with the watch and they just mail it to you in like a saran yeah. wrap. I, st- I still got the the one moldy fry at the bottom Ugh. with my speed. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, uh, I think man. I think buying the Doxa new mm-hmm. it was still like discounted. Um, I think that that might have marked like a a new territory that I was like uh, okay with. Not not okay in the sense that I'm like throwing cash around, but again, if if you combine that um, that kind of mindset with just um, <clears throat> being a little more discriminating, absolutely. Uh, in what you collect, I think it's kind of it's not necessarily a bad place to be. Just I hear dis- that. Like all things, discipline. <laughs> it's about discipline. I love the question um, beneath that. Would the podcast have started if you lived in the same city? And that's from Rick M. Barros. What an interesting question. Because we met in the same city. We met. We met. Like in South Florida slash that Miami Doral yeah. medley area, um, but then but we, we really we really only like started texting and talking back and forth about watches, like after I like moved to Oklahoma for a bit, mm-hmm. and then you moved to Orlando. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Th- I don't know. That's such a that's that's so that's that's an interesting question because yeah, we didn't start the show until we were in different cities. Um, I think. I think no. Probably not. How scary is that, Michael? I know, right? <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of weird to think about, but I, I almost want to say no. Probably not. That's crazy. Because we're not like, I don't know, we're not like, um, dude, let's like hang out this Saturday, like every weekend kind of guys. Like we right. give each other space. Um, yeah. And uh, we like really value like the the time that we get to like meet up. Um, let's 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 definitively lay it out. The answer is no. I think we the probably, answer is no, which we is, probably, is scary to say. <laughs> really fucking scary. It's we would probably have not done the show if we were in different cities, um, 
the cadence with which we do the show, like Michael said, also just allows for us to be really excited and exuberant when we do talk to each other. We happen to be, um, you know, uh, recording and everything like that. And so, yeah, I, I, I don't think it would have. Uh, God, what a horrible thought! I don't think it would have. Uh, we would have done it if we were in the same city. I love you, I'm man. Ha- I love you, man. I'm happy <laughs> to move on to the next, um, the next collection. I think. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, I think the the one on the top left is starts with "Would you rather," which I I think is a good question. <laughs> you you read it. <laughs> uh, so this is from Joe Sheehan. Sheehan. Sheehan underscore LVZ. Um, would you rather give up your three favorite watches or step on a Lego as you get out of bed each morning? I would take the Lego every Lego, morning. Lego, yeah. Because I'll just Lego. get used to it. I'll get used to it or I'll <laughs> form like a callus and I won't even feel it. I'll just sleep with shoes. <laughs> Every day for the rest of my life. Fuck you, question. We're gonna sleep with shoes on. <laughs> Duh. That's some that's some monkey paw level stuff thinking there, dude. It's like it's like, yeah, I'll step in a Lego. You didn't say I couldn't wear shoes. <laughs> that's your answer. Boom. Joe Joe Sheehan underscore levels. Um let me read the question next to it. But with other things my... I don't know about that. I think that's gotta be like an episode that's probably an episode uh don't want to talk about the one beneath the first one you can what's this one here you can only have one watch oh wow this is a fun question um the 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 one the one that the one where the user starts with an n an, 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 and an i yeah so shall Ni- i read it nico fell asks i think that's how you say it you can only have one watch under 150 dollars which is it well it is episode 150 great work guys thank thank you thank you man gosh one watch under 150 dollars i already know my answer what's your answer it's a tie but i'm going to go with the more practical choice i'm getting a vostok amphibia man i'm getting a 75 dollar vostok amphibia and i'll be happy with that oh church bells Church bells. I'm trying to think. Actually, um, I, I'm I'm thinking of this watch, but I don't know if it's under 150 currently. So, ah oh, man, this is rough. Uh, so I, while you look, I'll explain my answer. The Vostok Amphibia because it ticks a lot of boxes. Obviously, I don't have to worry about it getting rained on. You know, screw down crown, all that stuff. It's an excellent conversation piece if you know about the history. Excuse me. Of the Vostok Amphibia. And the Vostok Amphibia history is incredibly well documented. I think, uh, obviously, uh, there's write-ups on the site. Um, we also did an entire episode. So, you know, it's 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 reliable. It's You can talk about it a lot. It's also mechanical. If you, for some reason, are still clinging to your quartz snobbery and you have to have a mechanical watch, Vostok Amphibia is mechanical. It's an in-house mechanical movement. You know what I mean? Um, I believe they're now running the two four. Oh God, not zero nine, two four, four zero two. It's one of these fucking movements. Um, the two doesn't matter. Um, also, they're fun. There's so many choices. You can find a Vostok Amphibia design that you like, and those things more often than not, they're pretty good strap monsters. 
as long as your strap is 18 millimeters <laughs> yeah that's a good choice i think um and they're fun to mod with the other 75 bucks that you saved from your 150 you could buy a couple bezels maybe a new crystal maybe an exhibition case back so that's that's my answer boss amphibia sorry this one this one is 140 um, Ooh, okay right there and it's a screw down crown so i wouldn't feel bad um i would i would rock my um my seiko flight master that's a uh, great choice actually wow i forgot you got that watch it's a quartz um like very kind of speedy looking um piloty quartz chronograph from seiko mm. just change the battery when you have to uh you can time stuff so it's no it has a slide rule bezel which is kind of cool if you like that complicated feel um uh yeah that's what that's i would so pick cool. and it's 140 bucks and i think i think uh lug width is 20 millimeters so you can you could rock that on you have a lot straps. yeah you have a lot more options at 20 yeah. millimeters good stuff so the next two tiles are the from the same person one of them is just elaborating on his point do you want to address this question it's interesting uh let's see um trying to pick which one to read um so from rushman underscore 13 if you could swap your entire existing collection for your grail watch would you do it basically is is what this is would you do it even if you could even if you and then he had to submit another tile could never again get another watch so basically yeah. your grail watch, watch till you die your grail watch until death. <laughs> um, well, this is, this, this, is, this is a compound question because it, it, it predisposes that we know what our one grail watch is. Yeah, I don't know if I know that. I don't know if I know that either. Uh, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now, I probably wouldn't do it because I, I technically have a grail watch in my collection already. Have my Slava medical. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. I would. I would kind of like compound, consolidate, and sell like <clears throat> several watches for like one. Mm -hmm. But it's. I'm not gonna do like the whole collection for like one watch. Um, You're not gonna salt the earth after you sell all your watches, so no other watch can grow there ever again. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. I. Yeah. I don't. I don't think I'd do it. Also, like as. As irritating as it is to kind of, you know, um, keep up with like the buying culture in this hobby, I do think like the collecting and, and like the community aspect is mm. is more valuable than that. Just That's a great point. That's yeah. a really really good point. I would do it if I knew I was gonna die in five minutes. Then I got nothing to lose. <laughs> right? Fuck it. Die in five minutes. Of course. See, I, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that as I hear church bells. Can you hear the church bells across the street? I can hear the church bells. It's like really soothing. Five minutes. <laughs> they last five minutes. <laughs> I'll say the first minute is soothing. Afterwards, it's just like, man, all right, I get it. Yeah, Elysian fields, fun, like cute, like dancing music. Yeah, I get it. Fucking hell. Um, next, next, uh, next slab, next tab, or whatever the fuck it's called, tile. Yeah, yeah. Let's I see think. here might be some good stuff in here i think i sent the same one twice by accident yeah i think so so okay let's do this um 
Uh, top, oh. top left. Top left is would either. Are we looking at the same one? Yeah. Do you want to answer that one? Uh, let's see. Would either of you spend five figures on a watch by episode 300 Oof. or even entertain the idea? That is so, from a technical time. So five figure watch purchase. So $10,000 or above. No. I mean, I would love to know my situation at the time. <laughs> if I was like actually <laughs> pondering that. Uh, I guess, I guess that's true. I don't, if you consider, okay, 150 episodes over the course of the past two or three years, just considering how much our lives have changed professionally over the past two years, you could you could suppose over the next two or three years after this point, we will see other professional changes. That's not to say good changes. Real world here, guys. Um, I think if it was something that... I think it was if it was a, a a purchase that made sense for my like like how much money I was making at the time, and it was something that wasn't going to hurt another part of my life, then like yeah, as long as I'm still collecting responsibly, I suppose. But uh, for me, it's just right now, it just doesn't make sense. I feel like I have to be a different person. <laughs> Well, I'm going to be honest with you. If uh, if um, if we find that shoebox of Krugerrands, <laughs> sure. If uh, if LVMH writes writes us a two hundred fifty thousand dollar check, uh, you're going to see me sell out real <laughs> quick. <laughs> like the like the guy from MakerBot. Piece of shit. I don't blame him, but piece of shit, man. And then if that happens by episode 300, I'll sell out for sure. And then, um, and then you can. Maybe You'll be hearing it. LVMH ads on the uh, two <laughs> broke. Just being, just being real with you guys. Being pragmatic here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's let's see what else do we have here. Uh, I like Pat, the Patrick watches question. I can't. I'm not God sure. God damn it. Thinking of the characters, the comic book characters, or the watches. So I guess we can we can take both. <laughs> that's a good question. So Batman, Patrick watches. Yes, yeah, Batman or Superman? That's that's the question. It's from our friend Patrick watches. Um, I have an answer. I have a comic book answer. But All I have right. a I have a question. Is there a Superman watch answer? I, I so if you look at the the Rolex GMT Masters, the Batman is the blue and the black, and the Pepsi is the Superman. I have never heard the Pepsi called the Superman, but I, I understand it. I do get it. Yeah. Um, should I answer my comic book answer first? Yeah. The answer is Batman. Yeah. Okay. The answer is Batman simply because it is more conceivable for me to become Batman, a human with technology and wits on his side, than it is for me to become Superman, a fucking alien. <laughs> <laughs> Batman's a man. All right. Yeah. He's just a man who has some kind of child-induced PTSD, and the only way he can pro- have a proper outlet is by beating strangers in the night with his fists. I can get on board with that. Yeah. I can relate more to that than fucking Superman. That's, so that's, that's the comic book enthusiast like, answer. That's my answer. Okay, Batman's my, a man. My comic answer is also Batman. He's just fucking rich, man. <laughs> like, right? It's easy. I, I, and, I he wear, likely, and he wears JLC. 
I, oh, that's right. That's right. I'm more likely to become a billionaire in this life than I am to be a fucking alien. All right. <laughs> Batman. The answer is Batman. What about the watch? What about the watch answer? Batman or Superman? Um, I don't really have an opinion. I'm not. I'm also. I'm also not like as ravenous about some of the uh, Rolex models. Yeah, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick like a five-digit reference, like sixteen, seven, ten, mm. uh, Pepsi. So I guess my answer is Superman. Nice, 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 nice. Uh, oh man, what about the question next to it? Ooh, ooh. <laughs> it's a good question. I, but I have so many. <laughs> I got. I I have the perfect answer uh, in mind. All right, All right, I have you, two answers in mind. You 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 read it out and then answer, it and I'll I'll think of my answer. This question comes to us all the way from our good friend, our good friend, our frere. I can't think of friend. I need the languages. Osteopathic time. Uh, what is your biggest watch collecting regret? I have two. I have two regrets. All right. Um. The first one is trading away my Orient Star GMT. Mm. Uh, the first time, or the only time, I guess. Uh, but I was able to get it back. That was probably a regret that ha haunted me for a very long time. Um, but I got it back. It's back in the collection. It has returned to the fold. The exact same one I traded away has come back. So it's not like I got another one. Um, that was one. The other one, uh, I don't think I've been very vocal about this. Watch. Just because, um, just because I know people are fans of it, and like I know it's definitely a dissenting opinion, but this is the goddamn Two Broke Watch Snaps podcast. We've built, we've built our goddamn empire, Michael, on dissenting and crass opinions, right? <laughs> um, one of my biggest watch collecting regrets was that. Do you remember that NTH Azores? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking regret that watch. <laughs> it was uh, it was a compressor style dual crown. Um, watch. It was one of the first micro brands I can think of that was released with that STP1 movement, like the first generation of those mechanical fossil movements that um, STP was putting out. Not Stuntable Pilots, STP. I forget what the actual acronym is. Um, I regretted that watch for a lot of reasons. I didn't find the finishing to really be congruent with what I paid, and that movement was fucking horrible. I don't know if it didn't go through proper Q&A before it went to me. I don't know if it was just something that was un-Q&Able, unfixable, but I think what I paid was not congruent with the actual watch that I got. I think it was really fun to wear and it was interesting to have, but it was something um, that I definitely regretted once uh, I had it on spent some time with it. You remember that watch? Yeah, I remember you got it in, and then I never heard about it again. <laughs> it's just like, and I think we were, I think we were like building the website of uh, of things at the time, and I was like, mm. okay, I'll see like a review. It was like, no, nah, nope, just didn't, <laughs> that just didn't happen. Nope. So yeah, those are my as I as I punch my microphone. Those are two regrets: um, trading away the Orange Star WZZ zero seven one DJ, and then also getting that NTH. Uh, no, 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 it was the J... I always forget the way he fucking does it. It was either Janus Trading Azores or it was that NTH Azores. I forgot. It was probably, it was probably the Janus Trading one. Yeah. But yeah, what about you? For me, it, it's... This might be more general, and I've done it, like, a handful of times, and it took me a while to learn my lesson, 
but it's just really buying a watch um sight unseen when really oh, when really okay. the only motivation is like this watch is gonna make me cool <laughs> you yeah know? i mean i think a lot a lot of a struggle with that man yeah. that's human like i you know? am gonna wear this watch my wife is gonna stop packing her bags every other week <laughs> my dad's gonna tell me he's proud of me um, <laughs> you know son we don't talk much but i have to say as a you know as since i saw your xyz watch i'm proud of you <laughs> i'm gonna have an extra 10 grand in the bank and everything's gonna be okay uh so we all struggle with that my wife does not human. pack her bags every other week guys <laughs> that's the that's the nuclear thread you know what i'm packing my bags she goes to the closet she gets it down starts furiously packing things oh, your God. mind starts racing what do i do what do i do maybe this is a good thing is it bad is yeah <laughs> i'm still looking at this batch here um i'm looking at the last two tiles before the ones that got cut off I feel like one, uh, I, don't, I don't know how I feel about the one on the left, and then uh, the one on the right might be kind of like long-winded. So I'm almost thinking about like... We could do the next the next, uh, next, next slide. Let's see. Let go over to the next. We got a lot of these. Yeah, we do. Because we we're, we're about up. an hour in. This is really Oh, my surprising. fucking God. We barely even scratched this. God damn it. <laughs> Sorry, we gotta, right. we, we gotta. I, I do want to answer the question all the way at the bottom that gets that got cut off from from a, one of our, our our hallowed longtime friends. But we'll do that after we get to, to some of these other ones. Okay. Uh, do you want to do the first one, the very very first one, from another one of our very good friends? So this is from Mr. Ace K Productions. What Damn. up, dude? Great photographer. Uh, do you lose enthusiasm uh, talking, writing? photographing watches if so any remedies uh yes uh, yes but i'll say i can, can i can i can i say my answer so yes i yeah. do it is normal to lose enthusiasm like writing about watches or photographing them but i'll tell you right now what the remedy is all right you guys got to write this down you need to have a conversation every week with your best fucking friend yeah <laughs> yeah and luckily i get to do that <laughs> yeah the big it is therapeutic. Yes. The best remedy I could possibly think of for orological ennui is uh, recording a podcast with your... Actually, no. We have, we have enough goddamn podcast out there. Just talk to people. Talk to people and complain and be funny together. Like that... I'm trying to think of a, of a proper, like, less ridiculous answer. The podcast is my remedy. Sometimes, yeah, it really stinks. It's just like, oh, another another watch is trying to disrupt micro brands. You know what I mean? Like blah blah blah. And like sometimes it's just poking fun at your disillusion and poking fun at the industry is the remedy. Yeah. If you don't have an outlet to do that, all that shit just builds up. Um, yeah. If the show wasn't the way it was, I'd have lost my fucking mind a long time ago. You know? That's my answer. I agree. And I think really you can just also, um, like say if you're freelancing, uh, for example, and writing for, for different sites and things like that and taking photographs, which, um, you know, uh, those websites are growing by the day. Yeah. Uh, just take a step back and do like some other kind of writing and photography. You'll, you'll yeah. continue to hone your skills and um, remain in practice. Well. It's also something that's interesting. You have to be really introspective and understand why you're 
photographing watches? Why are you writing about watches? Are is your goal with doing that not really congruent with the passion that got you into it? Because if that's the case, then yeah, that's fucking exhausting, dude. That's that like, you know what I mean? Like the passion should always be like the 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 driving force. I know that's like super like cliche and like sexy to say and like easy to say, but it's still definitely the truth, you know? Right on. So true that. Um, I kind of like the question next to it because it's it it like listen. We have a a lot of people listen to the show, but we're not like. Can I just read the question? Go for it. The question <laughs> this one. this one comes to us from alias Stephen Dan. So hold on, is Stephen Dan your real name or Stephen Dan your alias? Alias dot Steve Dan. Steve Dan. Steve Dan. Alias dot Steve Dan. Has anyone recognized you in random places and have asked for selfies? We're not the president or any president <laughs> or celebrities, but technically this did happen to me. But it made sense where it happened. Um, yeah. I was in the I was on the LIR on the way to wind up when someone didn't recognize me. They recognized um, my watch, and they were just like, they're just like, oh my god, you're Catherine Two Bug Watch Snobs, and like that's like that. But in that situation, it makes sense. We were all going to this was before this was wind up before it was even on the West Coast. This was wind up NYC like fucking 2016, 2017. And um, I was on the Long Island Railroad. I was staying with a buddy out in, um, oh, where was he? Somewhere horrible. Somewhere horrible far east on the island. Um, and I was on the train, and then someone, like, recognized, like, not my face, because at that time, we didn't put our faces on um, on anything related to TBWS, but they recognized my watch. And so that was really weird. But, like, no, I haven't been, like, buying a fucking baguette, and someone be like, hey, you can. Like, so, yeah, no. I don't picture that ever happening. That's weird. Yeah, no, it it, it didn't. It no, that doesn't. I'm not happen. Bruce Willis. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think I think the next one um, is kind of the uh, the only one worth exploring on this slide anymore. Uh, is it the one from the user who starts with the letter T? Yes. Okay, you read it. I think from this is from... kind of this is kind of interesting. Yeah. So from Tweed underscore Smut. That's a great handle and a really cool kind of uh, Instagram channel. By His the way. channel is really fucking interesting, and and, and he's 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 a great TBWS listener. Shout outs, man! All the shout outs. And, and you appear to be a very fashion conscious individual, so I kind of I, appreciate this question. I wish I had enough self esteem to be conscious about my fashion. Like I wished, <laughs> I wished I gave enough of a damn about me to want to look nice. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Has this hobby changed your buying habits in other areas, i.e., clothing and other hobbies? So with hobbies, I'm I get like super obsessive. So I think because of watches uh, and the kind of like research that goes into it, I'll do the same thing if I'm buying a fucking spatula. So like, <laughs> like is this BPA free? I'm gonna <laughs> Google spatula reviews. So like. <laughs> I want to. I want to start a YouTube. Channel. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. So I'll get really detailed in the research that I do, and I think that that kind of that comes with. Um, oh, fuck. 
<laughs> the habits be formed. Just talk past me, man. Just, just talk over me. I'm Are just you... picturing. I'm picturing you on YouTube. I found this spatula to be really interesting. I wouldn't necessarily classify it as a waffle spatula, but I would use it as a sauté spatula. However, <laughs> the ergonomics of the handle aren't really congruent with the sauté pattern. It's like, oh my fucking god, this guy loves spatulas. <laughs> like I'm just picturing you, just like, oh, like your life is. Spatulas. Spatula <laughs> man. Spat man. Uh, He's so, a spat man. Sorry. And w- with, with clothing, <laughs> so I've, I've tried to become more minimal with, with my watch right. collection. Right. And I guess I've tried to do the same thing with, with my clothes. Um, I'm a jeans and t-shirt guy. So and, and like I, I actually for the past couple weeks, I've been doing the whole Mark Zuckerberg thing. Where I have like the hoodie, get the hoodie. I don't have the hoodie. I have like the gray T-shirt and Mm. jeans, and that's that's it. They're these like six dollar T-shirts from Target too. I I spent I spent money on like crazy like USA made T-shirts and like this and that and like, but I like those Target six dollar T-shirts. How about you, man? Have have your buying habits changed? I will say my buying habits not necessarily because I don't really buy anything except. Food, but I will say, um, collecting watches has completely destroyed my ability to determine when something is overpriced or when something is too expensive. So, an example: um, a hundred and fifty dollars Seiko is not expensive, right? Yeah. When you're in fucking Disney and you walk on little gift shops, a little two-inch Mickey Mouse statue for hundred and fifty dollars is expensive you'll lose your shit yeah but but like but like in my mind i'm like 150 bucks that's not bad at all and my wife will look at me like what fucking planet are you from clark kent (laughs) like it's 150 dollars but i'm just like yeah "Yeah, but that's like that's like barely a that's barely an skx like (laughs) you know what i mean so i will say um dealing with watches so much has definitely impugned my ability impugned that's the right word that has in, uh, impeded my ability, yeah, impeded, insulted my ability, has impeded my ability to properly understand how much things cost and what's a good amount of money and for something and like not. So yeah, because yeah, I think that's that's definitely that's definitely the answer. And, and, and it does happen with food sometimes. Like like my wife and I will go out and like the check will get there and, and like it'll be over like fifty or seventy bucks and she'll be like. Oh man, this was so expensive. I'm like, are you kidding me? That's barely even SNK territory. Yeah, this was a, this was a fucking steal, woman. You know. So uh, I think it's. I think that has definitely fucked up. You know, my ability to just judge the right amount of money to spend on something. Gotcha. Yeah. <clears throat> um. So you want to go to the next tile, or the next like like slide collection? Slide. Yeah. Yeah. Slide. Let's I feel do... like we're looking at a PowerPoint. <laughs> looking at a PowerPoint. Um. Can I can I say this one? The first one here. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. From our very own good friend, John, over at Brew Watches. Shout out to Brew Watches. Um, what's that new one he just did, the Master Graph? Yeah. That thing is so fucking cool. Yeah. Um, Brew Watches, great micro brand, great sort of coffee culture inspired micro brand. Always really hitting all the points with his own design language. But his question here, interesting coming from a brand. Most exotic material used in 2019 for watches parentheticals in a good way so you know 
what's the most exotic material we've seen to the 2019 that was good um hmm. and this is all watches not just like micro brand watches all yeah. all watches i feel like you can correct me if i'm wrong haven't we been seeing haven't we been seeing more of those meteorite dials yeah i think i think they used to be kind of this crazy exotic thing it used to be but, kind of gimmicky but then rolex did it rolex has yeah it, don't that's they? true that, that's true they did a gmt master with a meteorite yeah. dial uh it's kind of that's kind of funny now it's cool that's the that's the material i had in mind but i will say i will say yeah rolex might have just done it this year but i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure zelos has been doing that shit yeah for a long right, time forever. although yeah. they're now you can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think the meteorite dials on Zelos are actual meteorite dials. I think it's carbon that's designed to look to have that meteorite sort of like look without like a ten thousand dollar price tag, right? Actually, on that note, Zelos, I'm I'm not sure I'm not sure the answer to that question, but mm-hmm. um, a piece of a like um, the tail of an SR seventy one Blackbird. Oh shit! <laughs> I would say that's a pretty exotic material. How did he get those? We just like digging in a field with a metal detector and like a little garden trowel. Like, how do you? Who do you uh, call? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dear that, Smithsonian, I am writing pretty... to you today to, yeah, you know. Um, but let me think. Other exotic materials. I mean, I'm trying to think those what are two pretty good answers. Yeah, those are pretty, two two pretty good answers. Uh, let me see here. Okay, there's a bunch of questions from the same person. But there's um, a bunch of questions from the same person. But there's one that I that I uh, really want to get to. You go for it. You say. If you were going into Biodome with Polly Shore, which watch would you bring? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and that's from Buddy. Watch Squatch. <laughs> watch Squatch. Great question. If you're going into Biodome, into a Biodome with Polly Shore, squeeze the weasel. What watch would you bring, <laughs> buddy? Uh, I'm trying to understand how Paul Shores influenced my watch choice. Um, possibly an erotic watch, because he'd get a fucking kick out of that. Yeah. But let me think. If you're going to... So hold on. Is the choice... Is my choice in watches reflective of me being with Polly Shore or me having to survive in a biodome or me having to survive in the film biodome? With Paul Shore. Or just having to survive Polly Shore. <laughs> I want to watch with a noise canceling feature. I think <laughs> Whatever watch can sync up to my my Bluetooth Bose noise canceling headphones, that's the answer. Yeah. That's, that's my answer too. Good. <laughs> oh man, let me see if there are any other ones on this slide. You what? What's the question next to it? Yeah, I don't know about that one. Should we do next slide? Yeah, let's let's look at the next slide. Okay. Uh, hmm. I kind of like the top one next to uh, the person sending all the questions. <laughs> I like that one too. Um. So I guess Ilium fifty five. What would be your dream watch experience? <clears throat> I would want to get that crazy like um, Rolex tour 
where they like take yeah. you through all of the i think it's like four different facilities that they take you through and like the the, 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 the gemologist the metallurgist or whatever the fuck and dude and they have like they have like strict like no camera policy and like yeah. some like technology that only exists like on the planet at rolex um that'd be kind of wild because i think it's, it's only been bond villain shit dude oh yeah yeah i think it's only been open to like a very like small handful of people ariel went right yeah he did Fucker. Yep. Uh, me i think this is the first thing that popped into my head when i read this question so i'm just gonna go with my gut my dream watch experience would be to like commission a piece specifically made for me from a watch factory or a watch manufacturer where I could go and watch them make my watch. That'd be rad. Like that, that's the first thing that, that might not necessarily fit the prompt, but that's the first thing. Um, but if it's like a minute repeater, you're going to be there for like a year. That's fine. <laughs> just like sleep, sleep in the in bed next to the guy. I work remote, dude. I can work from anywhere with a fucking Wi-Fi connection. <laughs> So it's like you're 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 watching him for a year. He's okay. watching him for a year. Just you know, <laughs> the full like count it. of Monte Cristo. I'm just watching, man. I'm just watching you guys. All right. You think I'm sweeping floors, but I'm gonna burn your homes. Um. So yeah, that would be um, yeah. I think that'd be really really cool. To have a place like make a watch just for me, and then I can like watch them make it. But practically practically speaking, I'll dip in and out. I won't be there. You know the whole decade it takes for them to make my you know erotic minute repeater or whatever an erotic minute repeater where the the kind of scene in the front is a pair of testicles dipping on a table just like perfect and you, you hear the you hear the bell every you hear time the bells like yeah <laughs> yeah i think i'm i'm looking through the rest of these and i kind of want to move to the next slide let's see what's on the next slide uh uh-huh Wow, look at the fourth one. Oh, wow. From not? The username starts with not? Yeah. Yeah, so from not another watch blog, has there ever been a time when you considered ending the podcast? Wow. No. Not really, no. Because it's... Here's the problem. If we ended the podcast, I don't think Michael and I would talk We've considered um, like pausing operations to like uh, just like focus on improving the quality. Yes. Because uh, we we don't work with like a backlog very often, and like we just work a week ahead. Uh, yeah, we week re- ahead. we record these like a day or two before you guys fucking hear them. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's kind of difficult um, to like create a batch of content. So we have considered pausing. Mm-hmm. Um, just to like record batches of content, but like while still maintaining like the web side of things. So yeah, that's the only thing I think that comes close. I think we haven't really gone too heavy into that because I think we've realized the podcast is the main driver. Yeah. Oh yeah, so, absolutely. It's, you know? it's, it's, it's too much to, yeah. to pause that. Yeah. Yeah. I love the uh, I love the question right beneath that. That made me laugh so so loud when I when I first came in. It's pretty good. Can I read it? Go for it. This is from our good friend M W Hunsicker Michael Hunsicker, 
who will play Mike and Kaz in the inevitable TVWS movie? <laughs> I think if we can get Aziz and Star in a fat suit, I think he can pull it off for me. <laughs> what do you think? Um, I want Antonio Banderas. Oh, you son of a bitch. God damn it. Can I change my answer? Who played, uh, who was the or guy Pedro, that played the... Pedro Pascal, because he's like super hot right now. Who's that guy that played the Magi in The Mummy? Oh my gosh. It's like an Arabic or Israeli actor. Ah. Uh, I don't Artis think... Bay. I want him to play me. If we're, if we're choosing sexy men, I'm choosing Artis Bay. <laughs> right? I'm down. I, I'm he's down with just picking he, sexy people. He's Egyptian. That works, God damn it. <laughs> he's Egyptian. And he's 6'1". He's and his Arabic is very bad in the movie. <laughs> it's like, I watch just, it with Nora and it's like... <laughs> laughable. I don't give a shit. I don't need to speak Arabic on this fucking... I don't even speak Arabic, dude. <laughs> I just want Artith Bay's face on top of my disgusting body uh, so I can feel better in the morning when I wake up and have to stare at my own eyes in the mirror. That's my answer. That's my redacted answer. Originally it was Aziz and Sorry, and then I realized we're picking sexy men, so I'm choosing Artith Bay. <laughs> Good? Dig it. I'm down. <laughs> What's, um... I like the question right next to it. <laughs> Is TBWS a great watch podcast or the greatest watch podcast? Coming Clearly the greatest yes. watch podcast. Coming from username that I can never say, ASDFJKL semicolon. It's you, the keyboard smash. Yes, yeah, the keyboard smash. It's the <laughs> ASDJFK. It's the, it's the keyboard smash. Yeah. Or JLF, whatever the fuck it is. But yeah, uh, we are the Greatest Watch Podcast. Let no one else tell you otherwise. All of the podcasts are imitators, as far as I'm concerned. Right? And you can fight us. You can fight us. First you have to find us. Then you can fight us. Uh, (laughs) Next slide. (laughs) Next slide. Let's take a look at this. Let me see here. The first two are duplicates. They are. Do you want to to take one or or skip to another one? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about that a lot. So okay. Um, <laughs> I like Jake's question. Third yeah, read one. it. Read it. Third one on the really okay. Coming to us from our very good friend JWIT ninety four. Will you two be spooning on your Alaska cruise? Well, yes, obviously, Jake. How else were Seiko ass cheek tattoos supposed to get next to each other? Through the Duh. through the the practice of 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 of, of you know clumsy teenage fumbling and spooning our cheeks will touch the drop door will drop and then we'll be able to go to the tbws there come on man <laughs> come on dude this is middle school shit man uh let me see here Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. fine i'm fine to look at the next slide let's do the next one here some of these are skippable mm-hmm no offense to you guys, but we're just trying to get some juicy stuff. Yeah, we're getting to where I didn't realize I didn't realize how much time has passed. Yeah. Uh, oh my god, I love the first one from our very good friend, uh, South Florida. Read it. This one comes to us from our very good friend, Watch Medicine. You and Mike are casted in Bad Boys 4. Broke watch snobs for life. What watches would you wear? Oh, I saw this uh, question last night. I would. <laughs> well, hold on, my question is: are, Is it in Miami? Obviously, they did one in Miami, right? 
Yes, they all they've all oh, been. Oh, they're in all Miami. they're all Miami. Sorry, yeah, I forgot that. Um, Will Smith, man, Will Smith, Martin Lawrence. I would wear that red ceramic Hublot, the the one that the whole watch is ceramic, red ceramic. Oof. Didn't we look for that when we walked into the Hublot place at uh, San Francisco? We did. The guy's that guy like, was nice. Not here. <laughs> <laughs> what watch would I wear? So, okay, if you chose that watch, then obviously you're Mike Lowry. You're, you're Will Smith's character. Has all the money. He doesn't need to work, but he wants to be a cop. So he's, so that means I'm Martin Lawrence. Um, family man. Obviously don't have Mike Lowry money. <sighs> Can't choose a new blow. What would I wear? Broke watch snobs. Broke snobs for life. I'll choose the dad watch, the Casio uh, DW5600. Solid. I think that's a solid choice. I could totally see Martin Lawrence. The, there are a couple really good, like, quick ones here. I'm going to address the one just under it from my Go love for, it. for watches. Is it crazy to ask to meet up for coffee and watch talk, Mike? I'm in Seattle often. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. I don't want to talk to any of you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so so mean <laughs> no I, w- I would love to um yeah so reach out by far I, I actually i meet up with a lot of people that pass through seattle and it's uh, it's been a great great opportunity to chat with folks met with a listener that was visiting from india yesterday so that was kind of oh, that's awesome I that remember. was a great great time you so know yeah man funny? reach out you're, you're so lucky everyone that passed through seattle is like oh mike let's hang out you know blah, blah, blah. whenever someone tells me they're here in orlando they're with their family and they're like yeah i can't get away from my family right now so <laughs> it's like because they're at disney because they're in fucking disney and like i get it but it's just like it just seems like no one likes me which is fine i don't mind I'll just live vicariously through you and all your all your cool watch friends. So visit visit me and visit Kaz, guys. Am I like am I like the watch friend in your group of watch friends that everyone makes fun of when they're not in the room? Like, dude, fucking Kaz is just <laughs> right. What a loser! His breath smells like onions and sorrow. What the hell? What what about the one right next to it from Matt um, Quayle? Well, I, read, I said the name, so now you um, gotta read it. Matt, yeah, now I got to read it. Man, this is old. This is an old school TBWS reference. Where can I get orphan teeth in bulk trying to start making spring bar tools? Uh, that is an old callback to, God, episode five or it's three? An, it's an awful question to read, even worse to hear out loud. <laughs> yeah, out of context. Uh, <laughs> terrible question. I made a joke a long time ago about all, how all the cheap spring bar tools we buy are made from like refused orphan teeth and they just break. Like you use them once and they just break. I don't know why orphan teeth was the first thing I thought of but I needed to think of something that was, this is horrible, easy to source but not really robust. Because the thing is, um, I'm now I'm just, just to clarify, I'm picturing like like a bag. Like like orphans are not, aren't taken care of, so they're calcium deficient, they're nutrient deficient, so the oh teeth aren't really, I know Michael, okay? The teeth aren't really the best sort of ballast, the best really building material you'd want to make a, a spring bar tool um, out of. So to answer your question, Matt Quayle, Matt Quale, where can you get orphan teeth in bulk? Um, have we had any small European nations government collapse recently? I mean, that's probably your first best place to, to look, right? Yeah. Is, yeah. is Eritrea still a country? I have no idea. Is it? I'm not sure. Is it? I don't know. We'll find out. 
Let's keep going. Is Albania still a country? It should be. Right? Or did it fall after the Soviet? I don't know. So, Matt, I'd start there. Not Albania. You know, whatever country has recently had its government collapse. Um, let me see here. Oh, did you, you said there were other ones you want to get through on this slide? I think I want to be conscious that there is one that you really wanted to get. I yes. Think. Is that the one in the next slide? Yes. Can I do this? Oh, shit, I clicked out of it. All right, yeah, keep go, keep going. I'll, I'll catch up. Com- coming to us from the infamous and our very good friend, Bro Dinky. I love this question. Bro Dinky asks, if you could take over any watch brand, which, why, and what direction would you head? And then he made like a like a cheers, like a beer, two beer cups yeah. emoji. Which watch brand would you take over, Michael? Why? And what direction would you take them in? I would take over... I would take I over I... Bell & Ross, and Ooh. I would make every release a collaboration with a K-pop band. Oh my fucking god. It should completely like ruin the brand. Why? I don't know. Do you want just, their office space? Like I don't know because I, I <laughs> listen. I need I need Bell and Ross's office space. We have to fucking plummet that company to the ground. All right. <laughs> they have a great fucking view. All right. Uh, I was up there once to use the bathroom, and it's fucking incredible. Okay. We have to drive that place into the ground. Aren't they in Miami? They're based in Miami, aren't they? I don't know. I think they have an office. <sighs> How about you? That, that's your actual answer. Okay. That's my actual answer. <laughs> I would choose. Um, I just want. I want to see more K K pop collaborations. Really I thought more you were K pop in the watch world. I thought you were going to choose glycine. Well, nah, nah. That ship sailed, sunk. Is rusting at the bottom. Well, of the I mean, I mean, maybe back when nothing was happening, but I, I guess they're releasing watches now. So, mm. I would choose uh, authentically. I would choose uh, Raketa. I would choose Raketa because they're a brand that the watch family, like the watch community, would absolutely fucking love if Raketa wasn't afraid to go for it so right now modern Raketa is trying to position themselves as um they're really touting the fact that they make their own movements which they do that the Raketa's been making their own movements since they started in like the 60s and they're making it um and they're still iterating on the same uh caliber references that they started on so you know like what we're seeing now are modern automatic iterations of the two six like xx you know line of calibers my Raketa Big Zero, which I'm wearing now, has a 2609 manual wind in it. The the Raketa uh, uh, automatic caliber that's out now is, is you know, this thing is related to what's out there now. And it's the same processes. It's in the same place. It's a much smaller operation. Um, after the fall of the Soviet Union and some of its uh, you know resurgence, it's obviously not like as strong as it was, but they make their own movements. They have a really incredible uh, history. They have an X factor in being like Russian urology, but different to Konstantin Chaikin, who is also technically, you know, a, a Russian urologist, like urologist. You could you could argue that Konstantin Chaikin is a Russian brand. It's not accessible. Yeah. You know, I <clears throat> like that's not like a like a like a watch purchase like regular folk like Michael, you, I, Brodinky can fucking make. Like that's those are expensive, you know? Right. Yeah. Where kettle watches now, they're around a thousand USD. I would take a risk 
figure out how I could charge less for the watches and then just get as much US exposure as I could because the audience would love it and I would stop trying to ham it up and doing like weird Soviet throwback designs like if you try to do because the problem with modern Raketa is they're like oh we reimagined the the Raketa Copernicus and like it fucking looks terrible like it's just like it, like you don't have to you shouldn't have to feel the need to hang dong with your watch history and your watch designs if you created something objectively that was beautiful and when people started getting interested started learning about the history like you would absolutely fucking nail it it's like falling in love no one falls in love at first sight because of someone's beautiful heart you fall in love because someone's hot you know what I mean <laughs> you go and talk to someone because they're fucking attractive and then hopefully over time you learn they either have rocks in their head or you have a really good connection with them and then you grow and flourish and all that bullshit same thing with watches if they they shouldn't have to try and be a Soviet throwback brand with their designs I think if they did something if they brought in fresh eyes like new blood and they did something really visually interesting leveraging all of the historical technology that they have with the added bonus of being this like watch brand that technically survived the fall of the Soviet Union which only one other fucking watch brand can say that Vostok Polyot and Stermansky can't say that they fucking they fucking fell and got sold now they're owned by half Germans half Russians you know what I mean um, although I think Raquette is technically owned by someone based in France it doesn't matter um, they're still based in in you know where the where they were um, originally and all the bullshit so that's that's my answer my answer is Raquette, Um and the reason is they have everything that the watch family would love and I would take them in a direction where they created really cool shit really beautiful watches um, that had this great history behind them and then you know just letting the design uh, speak for itself as opposed to trying to shoehorn your history into a design you know but i'm gonna have a bunch of really hot k-pop singers in my offices all the time that that's that's fine michael i'll have a bunch of hot like you know like 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 russian uh russian models in my fucking factory they don't talk much but they don't need to you understand a great a great end i think we're, we're at time unfortunately <laughs> we're out of time and god damn there's a shit ton <laughs> more maybe we should questions. do a part two i guess people yeah. can let us know if we do a part two we may have to do a part two god damn it that's fun damn it, i wish we had more time that was really great great uh, great question i'm sorry i spent so long talking about goddamn Riketa. it's all good man, i guess there's oh, there's man. probably no recap there's no fucking way I can recap that. We really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much if you're a new listener or you've kind of just recently jumped on or if you've been listening since episode fucking one. Thank you so much um, for allowing Michael to allowing Michael and I to be, you know, a part of your day and just reach this milestone of 150 episodes. Like that's incredibly uh, fulfilling it's a huge honor and you know just makes me super stoked for the for the future i just think it's gonna be gonna be awesome from from, from just here on out i'm excited for all the other milestones you know um do you have anything else to add before i start getting through some quick housekeeping stuff as i wrap things up no and do reach out if you're ever in town for for both of us i think yes it'd be great well to, only reach out to, to me if you can 
actually fucking hang out with me. <laughs> Usually it's like, hey, Kaz, when, you know, I'm in, I'm in Orlando. Like, oh, that's cool. You want to get a drink? Ah, with my family. Where is a good place to eat? With your family? I don't fucking know. All right. <laughs> I know there's a good place to eat with me. But whatever, dude. <laughs> oh, God damn it. So really, really cool. Uh, check out twobokewashknobs.com. The homepage has been redesigned. Uh, your desktop experience is going to be different from your mobile experience. Mobile experience won't be that like much different, but the desktop experience is where it's different. So you know we're starting to segment a lot of our like a lot of pieces you'll only see on TBWS. You know we're segmenting there. So there's an area for press releases. There's an area for reviews. There's an area for like featured stuff where you know it's a lot of like TBWS branded items that like we we put out. So I think the wind up recap is in there. Damon's Rado write up, which I fucking love. Is um is uh is in there, you know. Your seven minutes in heaven write up on the at on the Monta what was it? Atlas? Atlas, right? Mm-hmm. Monta Atlas is up there. Um also there's a section in there for our 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 new piece that we're doing, like 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 in promotion with other brands called In Their Own Words. It's a lot of fun. Uh so yeah, check out the website, a lot of new stuff on there right now, a lot of new stuff coming up as well. Um also if you're on Instagram, do keep liking our stuff. That makes us feel good as well. It was cool to see that come in. Um, let me think, what else? Also, if you experienced issues with Spotify last week, those should be cleared up by now. That was on Spotify's end. Super sorry for an inconvenience there that folks uh, that folks had experienced. Michael fixed it. Michael broke into Spotify's headquarters <laughs> with a wrench, and he said, listen, you fucking cocksuckers, you have to fix our goddamn feed, <laughs> or I'm going to follow you home and beat your entire family to death with this wrench I found in my trunk as I was in your parking lot. All right, that's what's going to happen. And they fucking, they did, they did it. Spotify, oh, yeah, you're right. And then, like, they just fixed it right there. It was incredible. It was that's so how, Van Damme. That's how we do things here. That's how we do things, man. Right? Assault. <laughs> well... <laughs> But that time, we apologize. If you've ever been attacked with a wrench, I'm super sorry. Uh, <laughs> if you're part of a support group for folks that have been attacked <laughs> with wrenches, apologies. I think it's uh, about that time. It's about <laughs> that sad time. <laughs> Thank you to everyone that submitted questions. Huge shout out to everyone whose questions we've read. Um, we might do a part two. Maybe we'll do a Patreon episode um, with some of these questions. You know, uh, we'll we'll see. But yeah, I think. I think it's that sad time, man. Do you want to you wanna close us out? Thanks for listening, guys. Episode 150. Awesome. My name is Mike. And this is Kaz. You have been listening to Two Broke Watch Snobs. Later.